versus like now where it's like this is my outlet this is like me this is where I find myself decompressing and just letting everything go Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. I am your host, Greg, and as always on this podcast, we are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people moving through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I am grateful you have chosen to spend part of your time today with me, listening to cool things and cool people. And uh, without any further ado, let's get to this week's episode. All right, friends, we are back here with another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast, recording live from the red dirt in a top secret location. Gotcha. But it is a beautiful day here. Uh, it was cold overnight, and it is now sunny and warmer. Definitely warmer in the sunshine. And I am on this awesome road trip adventure. So uh, thank you for listening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, because uh, I'm sitting here in the sun, and I hope that you are enjoying the weather you've got wherever you are, whether that's snow on the west coast, snow on the east coast, sun in the middle, uh, I don't even know what it's doing around the world, but wherever you are, I hope it's a great day and hope you got a chance to get outside. But okay, we're going to start right in. Thank you for being here, by the way. And now we're going to start right in. So um, yeah, I'm on this pretty cool road trip. And a bunch of people have been asking me how I am logistically doing things and what's the setup of the truck? What's camping like? How do you do all these different things? So I thought I'd just answer some of those questions today in this episode and uh, tie a little bit into how nature's helping me with a lot of the stuff. Because when you're out on your own, um, there's a lot of things to figure out and do on your own. And there's not someone necessarily there to help you with any of the decisions. But, alrighty, so my truck. Uh, if you go back to the episodes in the summer of 2020, July of 2020, you can actually hear of how I got my truck. And I knew what I was looking for. I knew what I wanted to do with it, and I manifested it. It showed up. That was really cool. So I have a Toyota truck. Uh, it's an extended cab, and I have a six-foot bed with a platform in the back. So that is, this is my baby. I'm actually sitting on my baby as I <laughs> record this. <clears throat> and uh, I am a little shorter than 5'9", so, or than 6 feet. So I can sleep in the back of my truck. Now, if you're a smaller person, uh, I'm actually sitting beside a uh, Toyota RAV4 that someone is sleeping in. On the other side of me, there is a Dodge Caravan that someone is sleeping in. I have heard of people, hey, Mac, sleeping in Toyota Priuses. Uh, so, you know, you can be creative with your vehicle, but there are some limitations depending on the size of you, i.e. me. So, uh... Once upon a time, I have camped in my old Outback. It worked. Uh, it's a little more comfortable. have a little more room here in the truck. But all right, so I got my truck, and I have a high-rise canopy. If you're going to do this, highly recommend, highly, the way I do, I highly recommend a high-rise canopy. You get an extra, I don't know what it is, six or eight inches at the back, but it is huge amount of room. It feels so much bigger inside, and I can sit up fully when I'm on the platform. That's a really, really good benefit. Really big deal. 
Um, I've also got the platform. So there's some plywood, there's some drawers, and it's got food stuff, it's got tools. The drawers have got my saw, my axe, um, got a camp chair in the back there. So all the stuff I need is in there. And then I've got air mattresses, blankets, I uh, got my 10 degree Fahrenheit sleeping bag, uh, a bunch of little foamies, uh, my foam roller, all the stuff I need is in the back. And then I've got my cooler and my clothes and stuff with me uh, in the cab. And uh, there is, as of this recording, room in the passenger seat. Plenty of room in the passenger seat. Come one, come all. But, so that's how I do it. So I've got it set up. You may have noticed that I did not mention water and I did not mention a toilet or a shower. So those are questions I get a lot. So what do you do for water? Well, there's tons of rest areas. So I have a number of water receptacles. I've got the bladder for my run vest, the bladder for my backpack, a um, couple Nalgene's, a uh, couple, what are these things? Uh, juice containers that are uh, 60 to 64 fluid ounces, roughly, uh, almost two liters. So got some of those filled up. I also have a three gallon water jug that is uh, in the back seat here. I fill that up. So I've got plenty of water. Uh, I do not have a shower. I am pondering getting a solar shower set up. I just saw one at REI, actually. Or um, you can do it with like a plastic tube. I think it's PVC. Um, it's probably sewer piping, the black stuff. And um, just put that on. There's ways to pressurize it, and then you've got water, but you're also carrying a whole bunch of weight on the roof, which I don't really want to put in the fiberglass canopy. Um, so I'll probably get a solar shower at some point, but, uh, I've done cold plunges. So you may have heard me talk about doing cold plunges. So that is one way that I shower. Uh, I have friends. So I'll occasionally visit friends or stop in and sometimes camp in the driveway. Sometimes there's a guest room, hang out with them, crash for the night, usually use a shower. Uh, I have found some parks that have showers in them. So for some of the stuff in, uh, the state I am now, there are some great places where you can go and day use the park and then uh, there's a shower in it. So note to other places out there, that's a really big benefit and it doesn't really cost that much. Uh, so do that. Uh, hot springs, I've gone to a bunch of hot springs. Um, one may say I'm a hot springs connoisseur. Uh, I've been told about some awesome places to go check out and i've also just uh, found some or stumbled across some or made a point of finding them so that's a that's a great one and when i'm when i go i don't just go and sit for 20 minutes i spend an hour sometimes two hours there um relax just hanging out in the water uh, i do hot and colds in and out of the water but that's that's been great so that's the water thing uh apparently this is like such a huge question of how do you go to the bathroom and it's really not that difficult. And I say this having camped a lot, backpacked a lot, hiked a lot, trail run a bit, not as much as the other things, but I do it. Um, it's not that big of a deal. But for whatever reason, people are super obsessed and terrified of pooping outdoors, and it's not a big deal. But since it's a question... There are tons of places where you can use a toilet if you need to use a toilet. Many trailheads have an outhouse. Some of them have a porta potty. Some of them have actual flush toilets. Some of the parks I've been to have that, have running water 
running water for your bottles, running water to wash your hands, and a flush toilet at a trailhead. Holy hallelujah. Hello, hashtag Canada. Pay attention. Um, Great stuff. Also, there are plenty of ways to poop in the woods. There's a great book. I believe it's called How to Poop in the Woods. But you have a shovel, which I do, and you go away from a trail, away from any sign of settlement, dig a hole, do your thing, fill the hole back in, and call it good. So there's that. There's also gas stations, restaurants, grocery stores, coffee shops, libraries, all kinds of things that you might be using day-to-day anyways. Those are all options. So yeah, if you want to learn more about that, there's tons of videos on the on the interwebs out there. There's tons of people who talk about it. There's all kinds of blogs of people that live in their vans who discuss it. And some have, you know, full porcelain toilet setups in their camper van and some of them just have nothing and some have showers and some don't but anyways i watched a ton of videos and yeah for right now that is what i'm doing now it has been quite cold lately like single digits fahrenheit minus i don't know tens or 20s uh celsius i think but uh it would be very nice to have a warm shower at that point, or to have warm running water, because it's cold when you're camping in the back of your canopy, which is insulated a bit in a sleeping bag. But I'm making do, and to me, it's not that big a deal, because I can always go somewhere and find hot running water. I can always go somewhere and find a shower. Truck stops are a great place if you're traveling. You get a hotel room for a night, get a hostel room for a night. Might have a friend in the area. Uh, there's pools, there's rec centers, there's gyms, there's all kinds of places, yoga studios. Um, yeah, so it, it's not that bad. It just requires a little bit more planning and a little more time. Uh, where do I camp? Well, that's a great question. There are, turns out, a lot of places that you can camp. Um, I am in the western states, so there are there's plenty of forest service land, plenty of BLM land. Um, they have some deals with where you can and can't camp in a vehicle or camp in a tent or an RV or whatever, um, pay attention to those. But for the most part, they are throughout the Western states. There is a ton of federal land in the Western states, so might as well take advantage of it. Uh, there's also developed campgrounds, which have outhouses. And, and now dispersed camping um, on those federal lands generally has no amenities. Occasionally, it might be near a creek, so you can get water. Uh, probably not an outhouse, so um, be prepared. There's also developed campgrounds in the Forest Service and the BLM um, and in Canada, you know, provincial parks and things like that, state parks. Those all have amenities, so you'll all be be fine with those. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I've been able to, to find places and uh, use some apps that I have found out about to tell you, hey, here's some place you can get water. Here's a great campsite. Here's a hidden jam campsite, which I'm not going to share at the moment, but if you want to know, send me a message on Instagram, at Cactus Moose. Uh, all right, what was the next thing? Site selection. Yeah, so that is another thing. Um, I try to get my truck level when I am setting up so that I can sleep fairly flat because... Um, don't necessarily sleep great if I'm sliding off my sleeping pad all night long or sliding into the cab of the truck all night long. So that's something that I put some time into, whether it's I'm getting there in the middle of the day or whether I'm getting there in the dark and just going to be there for 
you know, six to eight hours and then on the road again, that is something I do. And to that end, I've got a couple different pieces of two by eight. Uh, they're between, they could be longer, but they're between, the different pieces are between six and uh, 12 inches long. But I can get one wheel or two wheels or whatever's needed to get up onto those to have myself be pretty close to level. And again, it's like setting up a tent when you're camping or backpacking. You might not get it perfect, so I'm used to it and it doesn't bother me that much. If I slide into something, I wake up and I move and the next day I park better. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, to stay warm. How do you stay warm? Well, I'm recording this and it was single digits Fahrenheit overnight. It is uh, now, oh gosh, I'm going to say somewhere around mid-40s, maybe 50. Can't quite tell. I did just finish a run, so I'm fairly warm. And I'm wearing my brand new three-inch Johnji shorts and um, a puffy jacket. So I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm also sitting in the sun out of the wind. But uh, to stay warm, there are a few things I do. Uh, the first is clothing. Dress appropriately. You know, there's no, I think it's Paul Petzl, the guy who founded Knowles. Uh, there's no bad weather. There's only inappropriate clothing. And uh, actually, I agree with that. You know, I've been out in all kinds of conditions. It's less than ideal for me to go backpacking in the rain or to, you know, be camping in my truck in the pouring rain. But proper gear, it's okay. So that end, I've got my rain jacket. Uh, what I generally do is I'm in my sleeping bag. It's nice and warm. And I mean, I sleep in a long sleeve shirt and a pair of shorts. And that is all that's in, um, that's me in the sleeping bag. And it's a 10 degree, <coughs> excuse me, sleeping bag. So I'm nice and warm. Occasionally I'll put a beanie on if it's cold, but I've not been cold at all in my sleeping bag. I have been cold getting into my sleeping bag and getting out of my sleeping bag, but not once I'm actually in. I sleep very warm and cocooned up and uh, feel great. What I do otherwise is I have a variety of clothes, and I'm looking at my clothes bag now going, holy hallelujah, dude, you brought way too many clothes. Um, but I've got shorts, I've got a pair of thin merino wool tights, the lightest weight merino, merino wool tights. I've got a thicker pair of Under Armour cold gear. I've got a pair of fleece pants, which I actually wore hiking in the Grand Canyon, which are absolutely hilarious. Uh, my mom helped me make them. Thanks, mom. And they are zebra print. So uh, that was quite the experience hiking in the Grand Canyon with a zebra print pants on. I've also got jeans for, you know, doing stuff. But uh, that's it. I, I generally layer. So I've got that. I've got a couple wool blankets. I've got a fleece blanket. A friend gave me a blanket from Montana. So there's plenty of stuff if I do need it. But to this point, I've camped and slept overnight in single digits. And I have not needed anything more than my 10 degree Fahrenheit sleeping bag and to be dressed. So, you know, there's that. I do pay some attention towards what might freeze. So, you know, last night I did cover water bottles with one of the blankets. Uh, I kept two water bottles in my sleeping bag with me, uh, both to keep them from freezing and also to absorb from my body heat and then radiate that back if I needed it, but didn't really need it. So um, that's all that part. So that's how I keep myself warm. What I do for toilets, camping, water, warmth, and uh, picking sites. And then generally just uh, check and see what's on the map, what looks kind of cool nearby, and 
go and have an adventure for part of the day and then do computer stuff, work on the podcast, um, facilitate sessions and things, all the other stuff that I do when I am um, not out and about in the bush, as it were. And especially not picking cactuses out of my leg, because that totally did not happen. Um, I wanted to also go in a little bit about, uh, if you are thinking of doing something like this, there are a lot of things that come up, and there are a ton of decisions to to make on a daily basis. And sometimes more than daily basis, because lots of things come up. And, you know, when you're, when you're doing your day-to-day life, um, wherever it is, you know, it might be, you may not have that much stuff that you have to actually decide. You get up, have breakfast, what to wear, go to work, come home, what to eat, when to go to the gym, stuff like that. Um, there's a lot more, or it feels like there's a lot more thought and planning going into my day and a lot more stuff to decide. For example... I got up today and it was cold and, you know, I can run you through the whole decision process of today. Do I get up now or do I wait till the sun gets up? Ooh, the sun got up. It's warming up. Okay, cool. Won't be so cold getting out of my sleeping bag. I'll get out and figure out a plan for the day. But there's a lot of stuff that has that comes up because I don't have a house when I'm doing this. I don't have running water when I'm doing this. Uh, I don't necessarily know I'm going to camp and spend the next night. So... There's a lot of things that I'm figuring out on the fly, and there definitely gets a point of, holy cow, this is a lot of things to do. There's a lot of decisions. Um, and it's me on my own. And I feel grateful that way back in the day, I want to say 2012 or so, I actually went to a presentation at REI in Boulder from a couple who had spent a year working out of their converted van back before it was the thing to do. And they talked about it and how they alternated days where, you know, today is your day, you know, for picking dinner. Tomorrow is my day for picking dinner because you get into like the decisions that I face for today. Get up. What time to get up? When to what to wear? Uh, Am I going to get up and eat or am I going to go somewhere and warm up for a while? I'm going to sit in the truck and warm up for a while. Where am I going to go adventure today? Let's go find the map and take a look at all these options available to me within a five mile radius. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. Do I have enough water? Oh no, I'm running low on water. Okay. Well, note to self, going to have to get water. I'm recording this at about four o'clock. I've still not yet got water. Uh, I'm going to have to go get water today. Uh, maybe there's something at the trailhead. Maybe not. Um, what am I going to eat before I go and run? Do I have enough to eat or do I need to pick something up? Where when I am done, what am I going to do? So for me, the next step is I'm going to go find the library and use some Wi-Fi and hang out there, fill up my water, and get warm for a while. Hopefully meet some cool people. Who knows? And then while I'm there, part of the next decisions is where am I going to spend tonight? When am I going to drive out there tonight? Do Am I going to go before it's sun, sunset, hang out there, go to bed early? Am I going to do a bunch of computer stuff and try and get work done and then show up in the dark. Um, There's no right or wrong. Part of those decisions also are affected by what's the weather doing? What's the weather going to do? What's the forecast for temperatures? I am where I am right now. 
I came uh, a little bit, about an hour away from where I was for a couple days because the temperature dropped and it was snowing and it's really hard to stay warm and thermoregulate oneself when it's like minus 10 Celsius or what is that, mid-20s Fahrenheit? Um, low 20s Fahrenheit? That gets quite challenging. So I migrated to where it's warmer, where it's easier for me to do that. Uh, tied to the weather and, you know, where am I going to camp tonight and when am I going to get there? What's the road conditions? Um, there was one day when I drove up to meet a friend and I got sidetracked for two hours because there was a wreck in a stretch of road that's fairly inaccessible and took a long time to clear it. And I know from driving all around British Columbia, there's a lot of spaces where like, hey, if there's a wreck here, you ain't moving for 12 hours because it's a four hour response time for the nearest anybody. So... You know, being being prepared for that, I've got food, I've got water, but that's another decision. Hey, am I going to chance this road or, or not? And, you know, especially with it being snowing and icy roads and where I've been, a lot of people who are unfamiliar with driving in anything other than blue sky, uh, inappropriate tires, inappropriate drivers, just bad news. So if I don't have to be driving in rough conditions now, I'm not driving in rough conditions now. And um, another decision I have with that is uh, it's me doing the driving. There, There's not a, a splitting or a sharing of the driving or, hey, it's my day, it's your day or all that. It's uh, me doing the driving. So I also have to be cognizant of fatigue, my energy level. I definitely, definitely am aware that um, I am feeling more irritated when I enter met- metropolitan areas, cities specifically. Uh to the point that my phone, now this is really cool, and someone can quantum mechanics this or intuition explain this, uh, starts playing certain songs that I have used in the past for I'm done downtown and getting out of downtown. Um, my phone's playing ACDC. And uh, some of the, the music I have to like get pumped up and stuff, um, as soon as I enter a city, not the mellow stuff or anything else. It's like, hey, wow, you're in here? Boom, TNT, ACDC comes on randomly, very frequently when I get to cities. So that's interesting. But that's something else to be aware of is, you know, I am driving a lot. Where am I going to stop to get water? Uh, Am I going to stop to get water? Am I going to get gas here? Is gas going to be cheaper somewhere else? Should I keep driving for a while or should I stop and take a 20-minute break here? Should I stop and find a Walmart? and uh, use some Wi-Fi and, you know, get a couple necessities? Or should I keep going and go somewhere else? I don't know. But there's a lot of decisions. Even when trying to figure out where to adventure today, I got did not get the earliest start in the day. But that's okay. It's a bluebird sunny day. There's not a cloud in the sky. There hasn't been all day. And uh, it's a little bit off season. It's the week before Christmas. So hitting things at a pretty good time. But when looking at the variety of options I had, trying to, to decide or balance out, you know, which, um, which trailhead should I go to? Should I go to this trailhead or a different trailhead? If I try to go to this one that seems popular, like I might not get parked if I'm not there within an hour of sunrise. Whereas I can go to this other one and access the same stuff and nobody's there. So trying to learn and pick up some of that stuff, because there are things I've tried to go and hike or run and discovered, oh, on this day, it's only available by a shuttle. On this day, the trailhead's closed. Oh, this thing is under maintenance for the next month. Um, so 
yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of decisions and a lot of things to be thinking about all the time. And at the same time, it can feel like, Hey, what did I accomplish today? Also accomplished a lot by just getting through the mechanics of the day. And now this is not to say in any way or insinuate in any way that anybody who's got their kids at home or who's doing the single guy life or the single woman life in whatever city you're in doesn't face similar decisions. But when you're somewhere unfamiliar, I feel that it's different than, hey, you know, you live in you live in LA, you've been there for a while, okay, you're kind of on autopilot. When you're going somewhere new each day, when you're on a road trip or you're exploring new places, you don't necessarily have that. So there's a lot more stuff to decide, a lot more stuff to research. Um, it's just different. It's not good or bad or better, whereas it's just different. So some of the things that I do to help with the bajillion, it feels like, decisions I make every day, or to keep from being overwhelmed by all of them, are to really focus on one thing at a time. Now, you know, it's 3.30 or so as I'm recording this. Um, I don't know where I'm going to camp tonight, but that's not the next pressing thing, so I'm not going to be concerned with that until it starts to get dark. What is important is I'm getting low on water. I'm recording this podcast, so I'm going to finish recording and then go somewhere and get water and get internet. And why is this person staring at my car, my truck? People are weird. Um, Going to go get water, get, do what I need to do on the internet, and then check and see. You know, I may have an email that requires, requires dealing with. I got to have a client tonight. Um, there's a lot of things that could happen, but I'm not going to jump out into things that don't need to be cited right now, right now. I also know I do have the option of camping where I camped last night, and that was a great spot. And it could be leading in Denver. We'll see what the rest of the day brings. Um, to keep overwhelmed, I also do a lot of breathing exercises and techniques. I've learned some great breath work, or I've had some great breath work experiences. I've learned some different breathing through the Wim Hof method, um, through a breath work class, and just from being in different experiences. So that is something I make a point of doing every day, or if I'm starting to feel like it's too much. And I do this especially as I'm entering a metropolitan area or any, t- any large concentration of people because, well, it once was, it's really not my thing anymore. So really taking some breaths, like going into a grocery store or something, making sure I'm calm and grounded before I go in because sometimes that is just energy in my face. Um, so breathing, taking stuff one step at a time. Uh, I've got a lot of maps. I like paper maps because... Uh, don't ever buy a travel Android phone when you're traveling. If you're an iPhone user, that is a terrible idea. Take this advice from me. Don't do it. Um, my phone frustrates the bejesus out of me. So, or I feel frustrated trying to use it because it doesn't work how it needs to work. So I have paper maps and I have a bunch of apps that I check and that I use and I have friends and acquaintances at different places. So sometimes I'm you know, to keep from being overwhelmed, just like texting and saying, hey, like, you know, I see 75 trails here in Sedona. What are some of your favorites? Hey, I see all these options in the parks around Phoenix. Uh, what do you like here? Hey, I'm going to be headed to Banff. Uh, what's some good trails that aren't busy? Because that can help me rather than show up trying to do something and find out there's six, there's spaces for six cars at this trailhead and you ain't one of them. So good luck. And uh, last thing I do is just to trust the process. 
you know, this is an adventure. It is, nothing is set in stone. Um, there's lots of options, lots of opportunities, lots of things that could happen. So really being open to the process and trusting things. And I set an intent or a goal or I don't know, a, a, not a rule, but a value for this trip of trying to do as much or be open to as many suggestions as come my way through the universe or through people. So to that end, you know, going into some visitor centers and just asking questions and seeing what I'm drawn to, you know, picking up the map, how I got to where I am today is I looked at the map and was like, oh, I've been there, I've been there. And that's a bit further of a drive than I want to make. Why don't I check out this area? Because I haven't been before. You know, if it's if it doesn't seem that great or if it's busy, well, I've got multiple other options, but I'm here. So trusting that where I'm going, what I'm doing, people who are showing up or that I'm meeting, doing different things, being different places, uh, running different events, um, that they're the right people. And it turns out everybody's got a favorite trail or favorite something that they'll show you or tell you about or you know, drop hints and things. So I've been fortunate to to meet some really cool people that have given me some magical hot springs to go to, um, some great trails to be on for sunrise, uh, some options and opportunities I would never have thought of doing that have ended up being, you know, great experiences. So uh, thank you to all of you out there. You all know who you are. Um, I appreciate that. But yeah, that's... uh, that's sort of what, I, what I'm doing, what I've been up to. It's, uh, it's an adventure. You know, every, every day is different. The weather's been different. People have been different. Um, there's a little bit of the same, little differences. And stuff is opening up, and I definitely can see I'm in flow state with the universe as options and opportunities and people um, manifest and show up in my life. So it's really cool. But, you know, for those of you who are maybe thinking about it or... You know, want some ideas? Please feel free to reach out to me. I, nothing is the. There's never just one way to do something. There's a lot, you know, tons of different ways you can do it. There's hundreds of ways to chop broccoli and do everything. So you know, this is just the way that I'm doing it. Uh, what seems to be working for me and what I'm, what I'm enjoying at the moment. So you know, if you want some tips or advice or thoughts or anything uh, send me a message easiest way is at cactus moose at on uh, instagram uh wisdom of the wilderness at protonmail.com but there's tons of stuff out there there's tons of people out there and what you see when you start doing stuff is you start seeing other people doing it and like i said i'm looking around uh this parking lot i'm recording at trailhead i'm recording at and there's a few other camper vans and people vehicle camping there's a bunch of rvs and stuff you know there's locals there's people just showing up on bikes here like it's really cool but you know you never know where it can lead just say hey how are you doing like you know ask about their 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 camper van set up ask what their truck set up um hey you know hey, your license plate says so and so are you a such and such fan there's there's a lot of ways to open a conversation and you may get shut down but you know you can always try because you never know where that connection might go or what a hello might lead to for anything whether that's a job a life partner a lover uh, an adventure buddy for a day or even just the obscure trail that you'd never heard of before that you find yourself on going oh my gosh wow wow hey this was a, a map that was sent to me and you know this line says go here no further instructions or description holy cow that was a heck of an experience so thank you Lindsay. but all right that is it for us today friends because i gotta go find some water and find some internet and uh do some of those things 
that I've been procrastinating on today because it is a sunny day and I'm finally feeling warm. So uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great day. I hope that you take a chance to opt outside because a big part of this trip for me has been being in the sun for a good chunk of the day, being outdoors in fresh air for a good chunk of the day, getting out of cities, getting out of the, the hustle and bustle and just reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with the land in different places. So, you know, whether you're in a high rise apartment in Tokyo, whether you're out on property in Australia, um, whether you're camping right beside me tonight, wherever I camp, you know, there, there's a way you can get outside and at least get some fresh air and start taking some steps towards, I don't know, rewilding yourself or using nature as a tool because for all the decisions I got to make and all the stuff that I got to figure out on my own each day, being outside and seeing the way that every tree is different, but they're all growing towards the sun. Every trail is different, but they're all serving a purpose. It's really helped me to process some of the stuff I'm going through and to create content for for this podcast and to connect with people and to help make some cool videos um, to entertain y'all. So, all right. On that note, uh, there's a little button somewhere on your podcasting uh, platform to listen to. Hit the subscribe button. That would help me out a ton. Write a review if you get a chance. Those are also useful. Or tell a friend. Tell a couple friends. Tell your whole family. Christmas is coming up. Um, It's fun. I love doing this, and I am pumped to start having some more episodes with people talking about their experience walking through literal and figurative wilderness. But all right. Until next week, friends. Signing off. Um... Have a wonderful day, and we will catch you next time for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness Podcast with Griggy. Take care.